my cup. Think to be a better monster, see Kalein and Far Dame Top. Get me kings of Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and I'm going to try to look in the camera because today, today is a very special episode of Kill Me Now because it's just me. It's just me. I have been doing my show at 59E59, and I, as you know, I do a lot of research Uh, And I take many hours to interview uh, my guests, and I haven't had the time to do that because we have been in rehearsals and uh, doing uh, shows, previews at night, and that is why I re-aired some of the my favorite episodes, and that is why today you just have me. You just have me. I'm sorry. There were a bunch of things I want to talk about. First of all, I wanted to tell you that my show is going really well. People really love it. It's definitely hitting a nerve. It's all about free speech and comedy, like my book that you should have. I really think it's a call to action, and people are really getting that. So today, I have decided, since it's my podcast and it's called Kill Me Now... I am going to do, I'm going to talk about shit that I want to fucking talk about. Number one, let's start with the kill me now shit, okay? Let's start with the shit that's fucking pissing me off. All right, so I'm walking down the street with Ben. So everything I do with Ben annoys him. Like, you know, it's like, mommy, don't act like that. Do do, do that. Don't do that. I'm like, Ben, I I know everyone in the neighborhood and I have friends. Like, it's like constant with you. Okay, when we go out, just do blah, blah, blah. So anyway, and Henry, I get on Henry's nerves too. So... We're walking to the diner and we're walking down the street, right? And there is a woman, literally, I don't even have my phone here, but so let's make believe this is my phone. Okay, this wallet. Okay. I know a lot of you are listening, but she's looking at her phone while she's walking almost into me. And this happens all the time in New York where people are just fucking looking at their phones while they fucking walk down the street. So... I will just move, go hello, or I'll move my arms out like me, you know, like just some physical thing to get their attention or just say hello. And he's like, mommy, you couldn't just walk around her. You had to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Ben, this is not normal behavior. This is not normal. People walking down the street, looking down at their fucking phone, like, look where you're going. People get killed from this shit. No, I'm walking down the street. I'm not going to move out of the way of someone who's not fucking paying attention. Sorry, I was around before phones where people actually looked up and saw that the sun was shining or noticed like some intricate work uh, architecture on a building or or I just it's so fucking annoying. And then here's the other one. When I am walking up the stairs in the subway. okay. And I know this doesn't apply to people who don't live in New York or don't have subways. And they're, again, looking down at their phone and just walking really slowly up the stairs and walking up the... And I'm like, fucking move, move. Like, here's the thing. And this is the thing that I'm trying to reconcile with myself is that I mean, I know I get annoyed at everything and I know that's why my podcast is called Kill Me Now. But the thing is that 
it's like, oh, like the other day. Oh, this is another one. Okay, I'm going to do this. Ex- I'm going to tell you the story and then I'm going to tell you what my thing is inside my brain. So the other day I'm trying to get to the theater. Okay. So I get in a Lyft or an Uber. I don't know which one. I, As you know, Lyft, I have a very high score and Uber I don't have a high score and I don't know why I always tip and I'm like overly effusive and like, oh my God, what a beautiful car. And oh, your hair looks great. And I love this music, even though I don't want fucking music. Like I try, I just trying to get my fucking rating up. So they come on time, whatever. So we're in the car and we go down my street and we have to go. So the theater's on the east side. So I have to go across town. So we're going across And we're between Amsterdam and Columbus and some fucking asshole has double parked with his flashers on and there's a FedEx truck that can't get around him. And there's this huge line of cars, okay? I'm like, I have to get to work. I have to do a show. I know that's all about me, 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 me. But- the fact that we can't get down the street because this fucking asshole decided to double park and is nowhere to be found. Everyone's like beeping and beeping and beeping. So I said to the guy, because this is another thing, like, can I react because of my rating? It was definitely an Uber because I was worried about my rating. I said, hi, I'm just going to get out of the car to see what happens, what's happening. And he said, oh, the guy behind, someone behind us got out already. And I was like, I don't care. I'm fucking fuming. And the thing, this is the thing that goes on in my head that I was talking about before. This one person's actions affects my day. His decision to fucking just do whatever the fuck he wants. What? Go pull over by a hydrant and put your flashers on if you're only going to be there for a minute. Don't fucking block traffic. So anyway, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be late. Fuck shit. Fuck. Because I have to put on my makeup and meditate and all the shit. So I get out of, I said, I'm just going to get out of the car. So I get out of the car. And right at that time, kismet, uh, the guy walks out and gets in his car after we've been waiting there for several minutes. And I said, what is wrong with you? Like, I I just, I said, what is wrong with you? Like, you're so selfish. That's what I said. You are so selfish. I, I mean, you're blocking traffic. Like, what? who the fuck do you think you are? I didn't really curse until he was like, go fuck yourself, go fuck. And I said, you know what? You're you're a white entitled male. I felt so good. Because he was. He was a white, and he's like, I'm, I got to park. I don't fucking care about anyone else. You know, it just felt really good. I just have to say that. It felt really good to call him a white entitled male because- he was a white entitled male. Anyway, so that's the point is that I, I, the thing that gets me is not, I mean, yes, their behavior is shit and that they're, they're just being fucking assholes um, by looking down at their phones or blocking traffic or doing something. The point is, is they don't think about other people. That's the thing that pisses me the fuck off. Your actions affect other people. And this is the kind of thinking that happens in this fucking country because everyone's all about themselves and doesn't they don't give a shit about other people. And that's what's fucking going on. Okay, so that really pissed me off. And those that's my kill me now moment of of today. 
you know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! I just joined the National Council Against Censorship, and I am really nervous and scared about this banning of books and about all the shit that is happening in this country that also happened in Nazi Germany, okay? The anti-Semitism, the anti-LGBTQ, this fascism, this, you know, and now I talk about this in my show, but I'm going to tell you, and if you come to my show, which you better, you'll hear it again. During the, the Hitler's rise, he passed this act called the Treachery Act in 1934. It's in my book, 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 book that you need to buy in. And it banned people. Well, what happened was, you know, the, the comedians, as usual, were on, were and cabaret singers, if you've seen cabaret, you know, the, the entertainers, but mostly the comedians, were speaking about the truth about what was happening in Nazi Germany. And then, you know, the jokes engaged people and weakened the propaganda. And so he passed, that fucker passed the Treachery Act of 1934, which made uh, telling or listening to any anti-Nazi joke an act of treason punishable by imprisonment or death, okay? 
So that happened in 1934. But in 1933, they started banning books. Okay, so that's what's happening in Florida. That's what's happening. Let me just read about this. Um, So the Parents' Bill of Rights, uh, I just want to say this whole, I mean, it's not going to pass in the Senate because the Dems have the Senate. But the fact that these lawmakers and elected officials are okay with banning books, it's like, can we make the population as dumb as fucking possible as uncultured as possible, as as ignorant about other people and different people of different backgrounds as possible so we can fucking control them. That is what is fucking happening, people. I come from a long line of teachers, by the way. I love teachers. My grandmother, who was born in 1896, where's my bell, was a teacher. My Aunt Joan teacher, my cousin Helene teacher, my cousin Marjorie teacher, um, and all, you know, very well-respected teachers. And they are so happy that they're not teachers now. They're like, that. we couldn't teach. We could not do our job. I mean, they're telling people what, this is fucking bullshit. Okay. So the Parents' Bill of Rights, parents will receive a list of all the books that their kids are going to read and they can read them and decide which is fine. Like if you're, if you don't want your kid to read a certain book cause you're a fucking ignorant piece of shit, then fine. I mean, I can say, um, I don't want my kid reading the, uh, protocols of Zion or some fucking Nazi propaganda book. But I'm just saying, if you can't read a Toni Morrison book or a J.D. Salinger book, or um, uh, James Baldwin, or, I mean, there's so many. Lillian Hellman, oh, she was a playwright. But if you don't want your kids to know about other people, and you're an ignorant fucking asshole, then you need to read the book. Like, you just don't say hear from your fucking friend, oh, there's a trans person in that book. Oh, there's a, a, a black person who gets raped in the book, so I don't want my kid... Re- you got, What the fuck are you doing? Okay, so they receive the list of books, and um, then they can take them... Th- then librarians around the country have been taking books out of libraries... Classrooms in uh, Florida, they cover the books in uh, whatever, tarp, because they're not allowed to use them. They can't say gay. Like, what are you fucking doing? You know what? Here's the deal. The people who hate the gays and the blacks and the immigrants and the Asians and the others and the Jews and everyone, okay, you should have to live in the world without all of the contributions those groups of people have made. That's That should be your punishment. So enjoy your no makeup and your no hair and your shitty clothes and your crappy food and your fucking no television shows, no entertainment. Go watch your fucking race cars going around a goddamn racetrack over and over and over and over and over and over and your fucking stupid Trump rallies and your fucking, you know, hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Go shove it up your fucking ass. Okay. Thank you. So annoying. So more than 1,600 books 
were banned in schools and libraries for the 2021 and 2022 uh, year. But I think it's it's up to 2,300. There's there's more than 2,000 now. I think we're, there's many more since 2022 to 2023. Texas and Florida have banned the most books because they suck. You know, and here's the thing. All of these places, like Florida, huge gay populations, like gay towns full of gays, Texas, gays, there's gays, there's women, the fuck, the, oh, don't even get, the fucking abortion pill and these white, they're all white men who are deciding what women can do with their, fuck this. This is not, this is not the United States of America, okay? Lauren Boebert, I can't even believe I have to say her name, has a 17-year-old son who uh, his girlfriend is 15 years old and she's pregnant and Lauren Boebert is thrilled about that. Thrilled. She is fucking thrilled about it. Okay, the family values. They are not married. They're in fucking high school. Let me tell you something. I had a kid at 34. Henry was born at 34. I mean, he wasn't born at, I was 34 when he was born. Shut the fuck up, Judy. And I was paranoid. Oh, am I going to be a good parent? Oh, am I, oh, I'm, I I have to sacrifice a lot. And am am I ready? Am I ready? They're fucking 17, 17. Well, think about me. I was smoking pot behind the library before marching band practice at 17. Okay. No. And fucking Lauren Cunt Bobert is a fucking 36 years old. She's 36. And and the guns and the guns and the guns and the guns. I can't. It's driving me up a fucking wall. Okay? And it should make you angry. I mean, I have enough anger for everyone, don't you think? Okay. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a dumb cunt. This is, I think this is the most cursing I've done on a podcast. Lauren, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a dumb asshole. Like, they set women back. First of all, how is George Santos still there? Here's the thing about George Santos that really gets me, is that he continues on as if he's a valid person. Like, he's just, he thinks he's, va- everyone wants him gone. How is he still there? Anyone else working at Starbucks? who lied like that would be fired. How is that motherfucker still there? Because the Republicans have no, because they need that seat. They're just, I don't know how people don't see this shit. I thought Al Franken did an ex, oh wait, hold on. I thought Al Franken did an excellent job uh, hosting The Daily Show. Although I did text him and he didn't text me back, but whatever. I thought he was just great. So then Elisa and I were saying, oh, my God, he's so good. He should get the job. And I was like, oh, yeah, we need another white male in late night. So, you know, I am for the best person for the job, but come on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. I I don't know how angry I'm going to get about this one, but. I don't understand the job of an influencer. So you get paid 
and you get your, uh, you know, free things like a free car or a free this or a free, you know, furniture, everything. Because you're hot or you post on your Instagram, you know, with your tits hanging out or, you know, your big bulge in your pants or whatever. And you have a lot of followers who think you're hot. So then they're like, what's he doing? What's she doing? I want to do what they're doing. And so then companies are like, here, take this and just post about like what? How is that a job? How is that a job? I, uh, and then what happens when you get fucking fat? What happens when, you know, you're not, what job skills do you have? I guess marketing. I don't understand this. I mean, there are kids. I have wor- I work so fucking hard. Okay, I sound like an old boomer piece of shit, even though I am the last year of the boomers, but I had to work. I had to fucking work. I- I'm sorry, but I don't I know I sound old, but like just taking pictures and going to photo shoots and like walking around going, here I'm eating at this restaurant, and then the restaurant gives you a free meal. Like, no. Ugh. And I really, I know TikTok, everyone is like, oh, you know, because comics get a lot of work from TikTok or how many followers they have. But I'm really not thrilled with the whole Chinese thing. And I don't even, I hardly ever go on it. I do post on it. I have someone post on it for me. But I don't want people knowing my info. It's, no. I I don't know. I think TikTok's going to be gone soon. I really do. Do you? I don't know. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T. 
T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. I wanted to talk to you about that they found, so Beethoven, you know, I'm a music nerd, right? So where's my um, Beethoven article? Here it is. Okay. So Beethoven, who was, first of all, he was deaf. He wasn't deaf in the beginning, but he was right. That's his symphony. Like he's writing music deaf. Okay. So they, he had some hair samples because he was really sick all the time and um, he wanted his ailments to be studied. So uh, they have some of his hair and this is, wait, let me just read you some of the things they found out. They wanted to shed light on his, his health problems. So he started, um, he was functionally deaf by 1818. Okay. He died in 1827. I'm trying to figure out uh, how old he was in 1818. Can you believe 1818? It's fucking a long time ago. And it's really not, I mean, it's 200 years ago. Okay. We're just a blip. Okay. So he had hearing loss. He had gastrointestinal gastrointestinal complaints and liver disease. And he wrote a letter to his brothers in 1802 asking that his doctor, I'm reading this from CNN, FYI, so, uh, share the nature of his illness once he died. And the, the uh, letter is known as the Heiligenstadt Testament. Heiligenstadt Testament. But he outlived his doctor <clears throat> by 18 years. So this is what happened. It, it, they found uh, the testament in his desk and he admitted he felt hopeless, uh, struggling with hearing loss. But the work kept him from taking his own life. He didn't want to die before he produced all the works he felt the urge to compose. I mean, this is like real artists. Like, oh, shit. Sorry. But, you know, it's it's like he, he this is. He, an influencer. And this guy is like, I I can't hear. I have no hearing. I am a composer. I'm never going to hear my music, but I have so much music inside of me that I need to write. So I'm not going to kill myself right now. Okay. That is, those are problems. So they went through his letters and diaries and his autopsy. His body was exhumed twice. Okay. Once in 1863 and once in 1888. So this is what they found out. So they had eight hair samples. And if you go on this article, you can see the hair and it just looks like our hair. Um, Isn't that so crazy that from your hair? I mean, I put so much product in my hair. Who the fuck knows if they're going to be like, oh, she really liked um, Diva diva, uh, Curl stuff and, um, oh, she had a really great shampoo and she conditioned her hair. I mean, whatever. So they had thought he had lead poisoning. He didn't because that hair sample was not his. It was a woman. So there was some other hair in there. Mm-hmm. 
but I thought he was gay. I really thought he was gay. Okay. Okay. So he hand delivered one of the locks of his hair to another pianist named Anton Halm saying, Das sind mein Haar. That, that is my hair. And okay. They didn't find definitive causes for his deafness or gastrointestinal problems, but he had a, a genetic risk for liver disease an infection of hepatitis B virus and which can, you know, contributed to his death and they ruled out celiac disease and all this other shit. But the, he con- regularly consumed alcohol. Duh. What else are you going to fucking do? Uh, they don't know how much he drank, but he had at least a liter of wine with lunch every day. Can you imagine having a liter of wine at lunch and then going to do work or composing a fucking symphony? So he had these risk factors for liver disease and then he was drinking all the time. Um, And then they found out that one, uh, okay, this is really good. Somewhere in his family history, there was an extramarital affair on his father's side that resulted in a child. Child. So all his relatives who he thought were 100% his relatives were not. So his legal and biological genealogy was not um, comparable. Um, is that the right word? I don't know. I'm trying to act smart, but it's not happening. And it ha- this affair happened between the 1572 conception of Hendrik van Beethoven and an ancestor uh, in Beethoven's line, seven generations removed from the composer. Uh, and, oh, so... Beethoven was born in 1770. 1770! And we're still listening to his music because it's fucking great. Ba, 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 ba. But there's so much other stuff that's great. But isn't that interesting? I find this stuff very interesting. So I wanted to share it with you. All right. Well, listen, I just want to say I am, uh, I've been talking about reformatting the podcast because I love doing interviews, but they do take a lot of work. And I have a lot to say. And now that I'm on the, on the board of the National Coalition, Coalition Against Censorship, I really want to highlight a lot of what's going on in our country and do it in a Judy way. So today's podcast is sort of, what, is litmus test? Right? I mean, like these things pop in my head and I'm like, wait, is that the right thing to say? But I just want to know how you feel. I want to know how you feel about me doing my podcast just as me. And having guests every now and then. And just you and you and me. You and me against the world. Um, I can't believe Burt Backrack. I mean, I can't believe Burt Backrack died. But boy, did his music affect me. I mean, that was the first concert I ever went to. It was Dionne Warwick and Burt Backrack at the Garden State Art Center with my parents. And... I uh, just fuck it. He's like the soundtrack of my life. Carol King's the soundtrack. I mean, there's so many Simon Garfunkel. Yes, I'm old. I'm old. But you know what? I'm not that old. Okay? Because I don't feel old. I mean, I do in my body, but not in my brain. So I want to know what you think. So if you can write to me or text, not text me because I'm not giving out my phone number, but you know, I am me. Um, I would really, really like to to know if you like this this sort of format. Brittany, Joe Soward's Richmond, uh, is is the one who suggested this. 
Um, she's like, Judy, they just want to hear what you have to say. So just try it. And I was like, okay, because I really don't have time to do all the research and I don't want to, you know, keep repeating shows, even though those, you know, those shows were fantastic. And I did do long intros. Uh, just, I'm just trying to alleviate guilt. But yeah, so let me know what you think. I love you. I love you for listening. As you know, uh, first of all, come to my show at 59E59. It's a really great show. I swear to God, I, I worked so fucking hard with my friend Eddie Sarfati. And B.D. Wong is the greatest director in the history of directing. He's so fucking talented. So I feel so lucky about that. But B.D., Eddie, the whole the whole crew is just fantastic. Nikki Lint is the is the uh, stage manager, and we just have a whole amazing crew. And uh, fifty nine e fifty nine primary stages who produced it is they're just fantastic. And Jamie DeRoy, who's the lead producer, I love you, Jamie. And you know, I really am proud of it. And hopefully, it'll tour. We don't know what's going to happen to it. it it's, we only got three weeks left, so get your goddamn tickets. Get your goddamn tickets. But right after that, I am going to the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, uh, April, I think, 2021, 20, 22. And then I'm going to Washington, D.C. to be a delegate. Uh, and I'm going to go to the White House Correspondents Dinner. So I'm going to have a lot of shit to talk about. And I'll be coming near, I'm going to go back on the road. Uh, and I will be performing in Provincetown this summer. So um, I'll be talking about all those dates soon. But I can't thank you enough for listening. This show is produced by Laura Vogel. I don't know if Laura really produced this show. No. So Laura didn't really produce this show because I just did it. You know what I'm saying? I got the guest. I did, you know, I recorded it on my own. But she produces all the other shows. Colin Schmeling, who I love, is the editor. Brittany Jo Sowards Richmond. My executive assistant. She's an executive assistant because I am an executive She's amazing, and she helps so much with the play, and just, and, and in a creative way, too, in a creative way. Just, you know, she had some really great suggestions. She's really talented, so I'm lucky to have her. And who else am I lucky to have? Oh, Elisa and the boys. And uh, please subscribe to my podcast and, and give it a five-star review, because I want to keep doing it, but it's, you know, it's expensive, as I mentioned. But I hope you like this. I hope you really liked it. So let me know. I love all of you. I can't thank you enough for listening. Wait, let me be really emotional. I can't thank you enough for listening. Thank you so much. And that's it. I, I, I have nothing else to say except... This was really fun. I'm really surprised. It was really, really fun. And I, I would love to do this every fucking week if you'll stay with me and you'll listen. Um, thank you so much. And as we always say, so long. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.